Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Got to give a huge shout out to my boys over at Price Labs. Man, do they make my life easy. I don't have to manually adjust rates. I don't have to worry about tracking all these different compression events or you know, what days I need to raise or lower my pricing. Look, the beauty of using a dynamic pricing tool like Price Labs is they do it for you. It's as simple as going in and setting your, your low, your medium, and your high pricing. And then they're the ones that are extracting all the data from all the other short-term rentals, Airbnb, Verbo, you know, the compression events that are coming in, hotel data, and they optimize your pricing for you. Look, it's really simple. I believe that if I had to do my pricing management manually, I'd probably be costing myself 30 to 35%. So if you want to make that extra 30 to 35%, make sure you check out Price Labs. It's my go-to and it should be yours as well. And don't forget to grab a link down in the show notes for an exclusive offer just for you for listening to STR Unfiltered. Good morning, everybody. Bill Faith here from Build Short-Term Rental Wealth. Welcome to the STR Unfiltered podcast. This is actually something that probably would have been more timely a couple of weeks ago by the time this is released. Uh, this is basically preparing for a hurricane, preparing for natural disasters. I don't know why I haven't thought about this, probably because I've been trying to put this out of my mind. I went through Sally in 2000, September 2020 when it came and hit Gulf Shores and Orange Beach, and I was not prepared. Lost a house almost completely down to the stones. I mean, basically made it to where it's going to have to be completely demoed, almost down to the pilings. And my big house at that point only had a couple of thousand dollars in fascia damage. It's interesting how these hurricanes, this, I guess it's because the way that they spin, you know, the house right next door to my house, Bella Vista, if you've seen my case study, literally my house had about $2,000 worth of damage and the house next to me got the windows blown out. They started having issues with their, with their insurance. And lo and behold, six months later, the property was, I mean, they had to completely take it down to the studs because of mold. And that's the thing with the hurricane. If you're on pilings, it's typically going to be the windows getting broken, moisture water getting into the property, uh, and then mold taking over and, and ruining furniture and, and that type of stuff. So what I want to talk about today is just a couple of steps that, that we all can take to be prepared. And this, right now, we're all thinking hurricanes, especially if we own properties in the beach or we see the hurricanes on the news. But this is also if you're in the Smokies or a fire or, you know, we just had, I, I have one of my mastermind members, Jim lost a property in the Smokies and he was very well prepared. So a couple of things that, that I think is, is really important uh, for everybody to keep in mind is really, let's just start with your insurance. You need to make sure, and if you if you just look at the deck page and you're not going through and looking at exclusions, if you haven't read the fine print and know how uh, the loss of rental income is going to work, and this is where a lot of people get screwed uh, because they go for the cheapest insurance. It's just a mindset that a lot of people have. And I used to have it too. I want to get the cheapest policy uh, because nothing's going to happen to me. Well, when something does, it can bankrupt you, to be honest. So Think about how long it, it's going to take, like right now for the people in Central Florida, they're going to lose their properties, probably literally as I'm talking and recording this. I'm literally recording this as it's about ready to make landfall um, on the 28th or 29th, whatever today is. So they're going to lose their properties. They're not going to be able to rebuild in six months, and especially if they don't have a contractor already lined up. So it could take two years to rebuild right now, especially depending on how much damage uh, ends up happening. So 
One thing you need to do is number one, you got to make sure that you have enough coverage. If you if you're just been renewing your policy year after year after year and you're not increasing your dwelling replacement coverage, then you're probably going to be underinsured, and that could cost you hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's number one is your insurance. Make sure you've truly and, and comprehensively understand how the rental, the loss of rental income is good. So just listen to what I just said. Loss of rental income. So that's not just a check they're going to cut you for a hundred thousand bucks. If you only have twenty thousand on the books, you're going to get twenty thousand dollars in in loss of rental income. This is where the carrying costs, having that little kitty, uh, that little bank account, the you know the cookie jar, saved with enough money to be able to last six to twelve months. So the insurance doesn't go away, and then you got a budget that the insurance is going to get higher. So you got to have carry costs. You got to know your insurance. You got to have enough dwelling coverage. You need to understand how truly the loss of income is going to work. And you sure as hell better make sure that you have wind damage insurance. If you don't, you're screwed. There's no question, specifically with a hurricane that's coming in. In regards to, to rents and how we treat our customers, everybody's different. Um, even before Sally, I've taken an approach that the only refunds that are going to be issued is if there is a mandatory evacuation. It's really simple, folks. A lot of guests, when they see hurricane, they get scared, and I understand that. But like, even probably as far down the panhandle as like St. Joe, you know, the Forgotten Coast, people there are probably trying to cancel because they're going to get an outer band with some rain and some thirty to fifty mile an hour winds, which is just like a, a regular big storm that would come during the summer. But they're going to leverage the for the name hurricane to try to get out of their booking and reschedule. I don't play that game. And I'm not a hard ass, but I'm a big component, big proponent of really trying to educate my, our customers is that, hey, you if you're booking between June to like November 1st, that's hurricane season. Very rarely do we get hurricanes over the summer. It's really September and October, which is prime season. And I advise them to get travel insurance that will cover a hurricane. So that way they can cancel. I'm going to get paid but they're going to get their refund. That's on them if they don't take travel insurance. So that's one of the things that I do with my guests. Now, if they say two weeks in advance, hey, I see hurricanes are down in, you know, south of Puerto Rico or, you know, wherever, and I want to cancel, fine, I'll allow you to cancel, but I have to rebook to be able to give you a refund, which you and I both know is not going to happen. And I'm honest with them. So, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm willing to work with you. And then they say, can I move it? No, because I'm losing the income now. So you got it. One, insurance. Two, how are you going to handle the guests? Make sure you have a written policy, not just in your messaging. Make sure that's in your house rules and in your description. Because if you don't have that, then you're going to be hard pressed uh, to be able to uphold that. The next component here is really preparation. So, and the reason this was fun is a lady just posted into the Build Short Terminal Facebook group asking if I would do this podcast. You ask and you shall receive. So if you have any suggestions, See my Instagram handle, just one, follow me, but two, send me a DM and we'll get your subject matter on the, on the uh, podcast as well. The, the next component is preparation for like a hurricane event. There's a lot of different times we, we need fans. And I remember when my wife and I went down to Sally, we could we didn't have a hurricane permit. So we have to have those in the Gulf Shores, Orange Beach and uh, Fort Morgan area. I didn't know about that. They're supposed to come with your property, but the city of Gulf Shores only in Baldwin County only send them out twice a year, which I came to realize. So we flew into Pensacola. 
We had to drive around the north side on I-10, come back down in because we couldn't get onto what they call the island. We had to go to City Hall and wait in line for hours to be able to get permits to put on our vehicle to be able to jump in. That's to present the storm, uh, prevent the storm chasers and everybody from getting over. So check with your local municipality and ask them what the access points will be and what you need to do to be able to get access. So now I've got like 16 permits for the properties that I own and the ones that I manage. And they're not affixed to cars. They're with my cleaning crew, the owner of, of the cleaning company. So that way, if the owners come down, we can disperse. But also, so we can get like our first responders, our handymen, the crew in there with fans. And here's the big thing. If you've ever seen the tubs of Damp Rid, uh, if you've never heard of Damp Rid, Damp, D-A-M-P-R-I-D, Damp Rid, we use them even in our houses that, you know, have uh, moisture issues and humidity issues like uh, in, in mountain climates that are pretty high up and get a lot of rain. But they have these big tubs of damp for it that you want to get into that house immediately. So when Bree and I, we tried to fly down, then we went back, we drove down. We literally loaded my truck with all of these one, two pound, like little bucket things. It's, I think we had a hundred of them and then we would disperse them to our neighbors and we kept like 10 of them to put in our house. So fans, open windows, but damper, it's very, very important. You'll see a lot of people hang them in a closet. Uh, so they have different sizes. Um, that's another part of, the, of, of that. The other thing is really just having a generator. If you have a fire in a forest, if you have a hurricane, for us, when we were down there for, I think, four or five days, no water, no power, right? So power was out, I think, for almost seven, eight, 10 days until power came back on. And power literally came on, I think, the day we left. And we left our generator down there so other people uh, could use it. I did not own a generator. I bought all my stuff here because as we got closer to the goal, everything was sold out. Just like Orlando, Tampa, Lakeland, Ocala, every all the supplies there are going to be gone. Probably all the probably from like Tallahassee to Jacksonville, all the way down to Miami, the supplies are going to be gone. So as an example, we saw uh, I think this was called Ian uh, that's hitting right now. We were preparing in the Gulf. I'm supposed to have a house that I renovated beachfront in Fort Morgan, Alabama. My Hurricane windows were supposed to go in last week. They're still not ready. I'm pounding, you know, my my contractor every single day to get an update. So we had plywood. We actually had shutters in some of the houses. We had plywood ready to go. You can't wait until the day before. We need to plan all of this stuff in advance. So supplies are something that's critical. So we have probably somewhere between thirty to forty of those tons of damperin. Um, we have some very large storage areas down there. We have uh, plywood cut and ready to go if that's what we need to do. We have shuttered stored. Um, we have stainless steel screws that we would use to screw in onto the houses. All that type of stuff that we've prepped in advance. We pray that we never have to use it. The other thing that becomes really important is that you have really good interior photos. And I'm not talking of of really what what your your photographer takes that we have inside of our listings, but like literally up close of products and stuff like that. So. I thought about this. I didn't have any up-close photos like at my house that got hit by Sally, the hurricane, underneath the house. So I've got storage. I didn't have all my stuff in the storage documented. I didn't have my golf cart. I didn't have my paddle boards, all that type of stuff. It was probably about fifteen to $17,000 worth of stuff. If it would have got damaged, I really had no proof unless I went all the way back and could you know, find the receipts and that type of stuff. So one thing that I find that I learned, and I never did this with my individual properties until I started co-hosting. Now I have what's called a discovery doc uh, that's just in a Google sheet. And I have everything in there from our, you know, our, our smart lock codes to our owners, 
closet codes, the Wi-Fi password, not basic stuff, absolutely. But I also have an inventory of everything. I know how many forks are in the house, how many knives, how many towels, how many beds, the you know number of throw pillows on each bed, all the way down to the appliances. And this is something that becomes really important. So you have the, the brand, Maytag, you have the model number, whatever that would be for say the washer and the dryer. And then you have the model number. And that model number is really important. So that way you can search on Amazon, you can search for this stuff. Do that for all of your appliances, anything that's going to be working and moving. The other thing is, you know, that you have all of your services ready to go. So Hank Davis was my builder of uh, most recently for my house that I built. And just like I do with a lot of my photographers, I've got a photographer right now that's on retainer for our new mountain properties to come back at the first snow. I also have my contractor, the one that's doing the windows. I have him on retainer. So I'm at the top of his list when something comes out. So I'm first priority, meaning my properties I own. And then my managed properties are the second priority before he would take on any new client. I have a contract signed, I have a cash deposit with him, and also my builder that built my house. Because getting roofers, getting you know mold remediation companies in there when something of this magnitude hits, we can't be reactive to that. We're not going to be able to get the service. And I mean, you're going to, you'll, you'll see, I mean, Service Master, Serve Pro, you know, Janny King, every single major company, Aspen Roofing Company, that's who I used for a lot of my work. And they were a storm chasing company because I couldn't get locals at that point. So there's a column that I have on my, on my doc, uh, on my Google doc for all of my suppliers. So I've got my regular electrician. I've got my regular handyman. I've got my cleaners. I've got all that stuff, but then I've got the list of the contractors and specifically down because we just don't have any warning for it uh, at the beach areas. I've really tried to fortify those relationships in advance. And some of them I've even put on retainer. So that way it's not if, it's when it's going to happen. We are prepared so we can recover quickly. So insurance, guests, inventory and photos, discovery doc, relationships and plan ahead uh, with your contractors. Those are the five big steps to really prepare for a natural disaster or a hurricane. I just pray that you never have to go through one. Thanks for joining me on this episode of STR Unfiltered. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.